Hey, Greg. Hey. I have a movie pitch for you. All right, shoot. Okay. I want to remake Jurassic Park, except I want to start it after the park is opened, and I want to take two annoying kids who nobody likes, and I want to put them in a giant hamster ball, and then I want Jimmy Fallon to explain dinosaurs to them as they make their way around the most boring part of the park until they decide to do something stupid, and then I want a dinosaur to try to eat them. Hey, Scott. Yeah, Greg? I have some notes. I have some notes. This is the movie podcast where we take movies that made a billion dollars and you probably all saw them, but they weren't good enough for our eyes and ears, and we fix them. Coming to you uh, from our uh, podcast studios here in West Edmonton, Edmonton, Alberta. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Greg Beaver. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. I'm his lovely wife, Anita. And welcome. Well, thanks for joining us yeah. today, Fred. Thanks for coming out. Thanks, thanks for coming. Good night, everybody. Strange pregnant pause there for a second. <laughs> Dramatic what, pause. What comes after Dramatic. the introductions? Uh, the what comes after here is we. The title of the movie we're going to be doing is Jurassic World. Woo! If you did not listen to uh, a recent side notes episode, shame on you. First of all, yes, very much. And second of all, you may notice that we all sound wonderful over some new microphones provided by the Greg Beaver Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Big thanks to the Greg Beaver Foundation. Uh, yeah, Greg spent a little bit of money and uh, upped the audio quality of the podcast. So no more complaints about the audio quality of the podcast, because now you'll really be hurting Yeah, Mom, feelings. quit sending me those emails. You'll also be hurting my wallet's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your poor wallet. <laughs> my poor wallet. But the microphones sound great, and they also taste great, so thank you, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mm, eating on eating on a podcast yep. is, is generally considered to be uh, uh, that was for the uh, ASMR uh, crowd. Yeah, please do this is, this right is the ASMR section of our podcast. Um, and tonight we're going to be discussing Jurassic World. Here come the dinosaurs. You're giving someone like crazy sexual tingles right now. All Should those, I be breathing those, heavier? Those, oh, you got enough folks on this episode on Reddit. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> So Jurassic World is the, uh, I guess, the, the, the fourth uh, episode of the Jurassic Park series. Uh, came out in 2015. Uh, stars uh, our good buddy Chris Pratt, our favorite guy. Yay. Sort of. He is Hollywood's hotness right he is now. All, uh, he really is. He, he's, no, he's no Tom Hardy, but he's all right. No, he's no Tom Hardy. Let's be fair, though. His breakout was as the dumpy goofball on Parks and Rec. Yeah. And now he is like an A-list Hollywood leading hero. man. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I wouldn't Man, have expected he's that He's manly action hero. It's that's, true. That's, that's what he is. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is in this as well. Um, the movie uh, had a $150 million budget. It barely squeaked over that in the box office with a haul of one uh, dollars So it did pretty okay, it is I the guess. Actual, uh, if, you, if, you do not do, if you do the unadjusted, uh, unadjusted uh, box office uh, records... Um, there is. It is the fourth, uh, fourth uh, highest-grossing film of all time. Is uh, it really? Yeah. Seriously? Oh my god. Adjusted, if you take in, if you like, put everyone at the same ticket right, prices. Right. Right. It's the twenty-fourth. But still, okay. made a lot of money. That's yeah, still a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Probably made too much money. 
A little, yeah. Be pretty much. Yeah. I would agree. Um, so, yeah. So, we're, this is, uh, so, let's quick, let just quickly go around. Just quick, really quickly, liked it, hated it around the table. Greg. Liked it. Scott. Hated it. Anita. Loved it. Oh, loved it. I, I loved this movie because it's so bad. Oh, okay, oh no. I loved That's, this movie. I love parts and hate parts. I will say the movie is fun. It is unabashedly it is fun. a fun movie, but a fun movie is not necessarily a good movie. This oh, no. And I this totally movie, agree. This is not a good movie. And this movie falls apart under the most basic of scrutiny. So yeah. just, yeah, rewatching it was was not you should the have, best. You should have been in our living room while we were watching it together. Because Scott's spending the whole time going, ugh, <laughs> oh, why? And I'm like, yeah, this is terrible. Just throwing popcorn <laughs> so, at the screen, boo. So, well, so I'm kind of surprised that this movie is as polarizing as it is. I mean, like, because I, I don't, I, I don't know. In a way, like, I kind of almost feel like it's sort of like a nothing burger of a film. Like, it's, it doesn't, like, it doesn't deeply offend me. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, make me... Uh, jump up and for joy or whatever you know it's it i just <laughs> it it was very as a very serviceable jurassic park sequel prequel it reboot, certainly whatever i will grant that it is certainly a better jurassic park sequel than most of them yes yeah i'm just gonna leave that hanging yeah. i can't because I, can't I want it to sink you i can't agree or disagree with that because i've only seen jurassic park and Jurassic World. I have seen nothing in between. You've made the correct choice. Yeah, you, well, yeah, you. You, well done. Yes. I, you I think played, you've you kind of watched them how the creators of Jurassic World sort of intended to. Yes. Oh, it's like one me. of those situations where they've just ignored the other two sequels. Which kind of swept them under exist. the rug. Yeah, yeah though, I think even in, in the Wikipedia article, it even talks about basically, well, it was basically the whole premise was that, yeah, none of the other sequels had actually ever happened. It was all a it dream. Was just, it was just all a crazy dream. <laughs> just happened in some kid's snow globe. It's all all in Ian Malcolm's. Yeah, uh, they, they don't brain. they don't mention how there was a T Rex in was it San Francisco? I think just stomping around yep. and stuff. It ate a traffic light. Hey, it happens, right? I think it See, ate I someone's dog too. Somewhere. Actually, yeah, yeah, and it it could it had the ability to like magically transport as well, as I recall from the editing of that <laughs> when it yep. comes in on the boat. Yep, pretty much. Um, so yeah, well then let's 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 kind of talk about the plot of the movie. Spoilers if you haven't seen it, but uh, you've probably seen it by listening to the show. It, it would be weird for you to be listening to this show and, and not have seen a, the movie with a, with and a, expect with a, with no spoilers. With, 100, <laughs> with, the, uh, with over a billion dollars, so this movie kind of takes place uh, almost almost in kind of like an alternate dimension where Jurassic Park is a thing. It's a functional, viable, living, breathing uh, fancy super, zoo. Super fancy zoo, <laughs> the best zoo. Yeah, it's a dinosaur. It's basically zoo. what it is. It's a di- it's a fancy dinosaur zoo. Yeah, yeah. but it's a, but it's actually they they do not call it Jurassic Park. It is actually called Jurassic World. But it basically takes place on the same island, Ice and Nublar, uh, where Jurassic Park. Yeah, where there's was. a park. What the movie like? It, it's obvious that it's the same place. And yeah. it acknowledges that Jurassic Park. Happened. was a thing yeah. it did happen there's an yeah. oblique reference at some point somebody brings up the park and some and uh, one of the characters is like you realize people died at that park like yeah, yeah. could you treat someone's it like wearing a, a, yeah. a jurassic park shirt oh, yeah, vintage shirt and I, I thought that moment was funny because the the logo on his shirt is still the exact same logo they're still using so if they felt like it was in poor taste why are they still using that logo true that's just the tip of the logic iceberg we're about to go down. Uh, for for all our listeners, um, Scott literally has a book 
of notes. Pages. Had, several had, pages. Pages of notes. Pages. We, I, we won't get to all these notes, no. but uh, I, I was scrutinizing the movie perhaps a little more deeply than many people did. So, uh, so, so uh, on this uh, new park, so none, none of your other, your well, ninety nine of your old cast of characters aren't back, except for Doctor Doctor Wu, Doctor Wu, Evil Doctor Wu, Doctor Wu is going to call him Doctor Wong, but that's the actor's the, the, name, the uh, the geneticist. But no, it's a uh, so park's great. Uh, there's lots of dinosaurs. People are going bonkers, uh, except for geez, they they need to keep that attendance going up. So what do they do to keep attendance going up? They need a new attraction. But they've run out. Apparently, they've they've cloned all the dinosaurs. There are no more dinosaurs left, and so they've <laughs> well, decided. At least no more dinosaurs less left that people are interested in. So they've decided to genetically engineer a monster. Yes, Super Tyrannosaurus. I mean, Indominus Rex. Yes, uh, I found it interesting T-Rex. that everyone in the park seemed to know about this thing, except for Owen, the the like guy who is specifically trained to deal with monsters yes. is the one person in the park who seemed completely oblivious that <laughs> this thing realize, was a thing. I never realized that. Now, like, I, don't, I didn't really pick up on any, any, any of the characters' names, so it was Owen, Chris Pratt. So Owen is... Correct. Yes, Chris okay. Pratt is the one person in the park, apparently, who was never briefed Owen, on the Indominus Owen is, Yeah, so Chris Pratt is Owen. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is Claire. So, oh, so Owen's job in the park, uh, just to recap, is he's uh, a ex-Navy something or other who's training the Velociraptors for... Well, he's, he's for mysterious, possibly nefarious purposes. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Ingen has a weapons division headed by Evil Kingpin. Yep. And uh, his character's name is Hoskins. That's kind of an oxymoron, Evil Kingpin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Hoskins is uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, and they want to train the Raptors to be used as shock troops, I guess, yeah. in military situations. And Owen has. Over the course of character development that happened off screen before the movie, decided that he actually likes the raptors and respects them as animals and doesn't want to do this anymore. So there is some conflict between between Owen and Hoskins, who are both assholes to each other basically through the entire movie. Yeah, I would like to point out that it really says something about this movie that I remembered all of the raptors' names and none of the characters' names. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised you're picking them off one by one. I'm not like, who? Who? Who's that? Again, <laughs> I made notes mostly so I could remember some of okay. the characters' names. You're cheating. I get it. <laughs> so, that, so that's so that's one plot, and the other plot. So you have the plot of of, of uh, Evil Kingpin, who I'm still calling him that now. Once uh, wants to use the raptors for military purposes, and then you've got this. Uh, kind of a plot where you have this like this evil super dinosaur, um, or just yeah the Indominus Rex, and that becomes a problem when it it's when, when it escapes or they think it is. Well, we actually we've jumped a little bit ahead because yeah. the movie actually starts with an incredibly forgettable uh, bit with uh, two boys whose names I couldn't even be bothered to write down, who get sent to the park to visit their aunt Claire because their parents are. Getting divorced? Question mark. A plot that kind of gets forgotten about five minutes into the movie. Yeah. Um, and the, basically, the first part of the movie is them getting to the park. Yeah. And then meeting Claire's super nice assistant, who they then treat like crap, and then the movie then treats like crap for yeah. the for the rest of her life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't get a good ending. That's for sure. Nor nor does she deserve what what comes to yeah, her. When, yeah, that's when, true. Yeah, when she gets picked up by one of the uh, pterodactyls, right? Just we're again, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, an unreasonably yeah, it was kind of violent like, death for this now, I'm going to point out the reason we 
skipped ahead to the exciting part is because this part with the boys is boring and dumb yeah. and stupid. Yeah. Like everything that happens with the boys in this movie. Yes. Whose names I could not even be bothered to, to write down to remember. That uh, is how terrible uh, they are. Dinosaur boy and sad boy. Yeah. Dinosaur boy and... Or dinosaur boy and, and, and horny, horny boy. boy. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Which he is bad at. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, if if he grow, if he grows up to be uh, styling on the, women that way, he's, one, he's not going to be very successful. This, oh, it's so stupid. He's having this this moment with his girlfriend, right, where they're they're holding each other, and she's like, "Write me as soon as you get there and send me pictures." And he's like, "Yeah, okay." And then he goes and stares at other women, and then cuts back to him staring longingly at a picture of her on his phone, <laughs> and then staring at other girls yeah, again. Like it's like, what? Is, what? There's just Go! no consistency. Like, is Your he a priority. jerk to his girlfriend, or does he legitimately oh, yeah. miss her? The movie never makes up its mind, and it yeah. never, no. it, nor does it have a particular purpose. They, no, they nor does he showing... know. Nor does he know how to flirt. Like his idea of flirting is like creepily staring at you with this blank expression <laughs> on on his face. It's, yeah. At least smile at them. <laughs> See Greg Beaver he is, in no, high school. He is, just, uh, it's so stupid. His character is just another in a long list of assholes that all the characters in this movie are. <laughs> That's my the, problem. Very with him, few of the characters in this movie are actually likable people. That's true. Most of them are just kind of jerks. I did like the T Rex. He was likable. The T Rex actually had some depth though. Yeah. So Yeah, but T Rex doesn't show up till the third act. I know. Also true. <laughs> so, so anyway. So these are, the, but these are fundamentally like the three main plots is you've got the, the boys who get lost in the park. Yeah. You have the Indominus Rex, which is this super killer monster that escapes and starts wreaking havoc in the park. And you've got Hoskins being all skeevy, trying to have his Raptor project go ahead and who probably also had something to do with the Indominus Rex being a super killing machine because that's what the people want to see. Yep. Uh, and has a deal with Doctor Wu, and there's something. Oh going yeah, on I forgot with that at the end. Yeah. yeah, that part's kind of pretty forgettable. That that Hoskins and Doctor Wu were somehow aligned in some evil way. Doctor Wu and evil King like were working was, together. Yeah, and 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 the owner of the park or the is who, he like the board the chief? CEO. ceo yeah he was who was largely oblivious to what was going on with well he's the weapons you, you, division? you think that you think at first that like this is why i hate his character because if, but i like the i like the actor and what the actor was doing with it and i thought it, like hit uh, the the ceo's first appearance was great because he was sort of like the opposite of claire in that he was just concerned about People having fun at the park. Whereas Claire is a joyless busybody yeah, who's worried about the bottom line. Yeah, she's into the statistics and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, she so, cares about things like marketing. Yeah, but in the end, it turns out that the CEO was um, was just as crappy as as Claire, which I kind of thought it would have been more interesting to have him continue to be uh, the opposite, and then maybe uh, uh, you know perishes <laughs> in in that in continuing that theme. I okay. I realized that he was supposed to go through like a character arc, right? Because he's the one who wants you know impressive dinosaur, right? More teeth, right? There's that line at the very beginning when he when he's first taken to see the Indominus, where he's like, "Oh, I think it'll scare their parents," like, and he's really impressed with it. But then later, he's he's the one flying the helicopter with the big gun on it to try and take this thing down because he realizes what he's done. Yeah. And I realize it's supposed to look like he's had this change of heart and go through this character arc, but it's it's done so poorly that it just looks like he's being inconsistent. 
Like, he just doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, and I feel like you could just roll that arc into Claire, and they would just be one character rather than rather than two. No, possibly. My, yeah, my fix actually keeps them as separate characters, but... Yeah, we'll get into fixes later. But we'll get into fixes later. <laughs> We're still complaining about the movie now. Yeah. Um, so things go awry. The, the Indominus gets out because of just tremendous ineptitude. Oh. And on rewatching, I oh. would like to point out that Owen is directly responsible for that dinosaur getting loose, and the movie never holds him accountable for it. It's not explicitly just his fault, but he is just as at <laughs> fault as the other people who do it. It's mostly his fault. Mostly his well, fault. Well, it, it, it's done so poorly because... Claire just takes off. Yeah. They basically, <laughs> they, they can't find the Indominus in its incomplete paddock where they're keeping it because it's still under construction. And it's marked up a wall right next to where the bumbling guard is sitting and he didn't notice it. So Claire rushes off and is calling them to, to find out where it is. And before they have positive identification that it's definitely not in its paddock, Owen and the bumbling guard and like... Uh, a construction some, some other worker, worker, somebody else, all waltz right into the paddock to go and check it out, and then of course the Indominus is still in there, and then the guard opens the door to escape, and that lets the dinosaur out. But if Owen or the guard or that construction worker had spent half a second to go, maybe we should be sure the monster is not in the paddock. There are definitely a lot of assumptions made on just about every character yeah. in that particular scene that. This seems like like just negligence of any kind of safety procedure. Yeah, yeah. some kind of protocol. Which and also, like, you would the, assume they have in place by now. Would you not expect there to be like scratches on on a wall when you've caged as a, a dinosaur? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, right. why does that mean he's he's jumped out? She, she, sorry. <laughs> but uh, so. The Indominus gets out, it eats the bumbling guard, and it eats the security guy, and Owen douses himself in something to mask his scent, and manages to avoid being immediately eaten. And uh, the people back at Central Control are like, oh crap, we need to send out our strike force to deal with this <laughs> thing. Oh, and this is where the next big problem comes The Dino comes Troopers. Up. The oh. Dino Troopers gear up to go out and take this thing out, but are clearly completely unprepared to deal with it. Because they are immediately surprised that it can camouflage. Why would you not tell your strike team everything the monster can do before you send them out to capture the monster? If you think it can camouflage, tell them you think it can camouflage. If you think it's armor-plated, tell them you think it's armor-plated. Tell them it can do magic just in case. Because it might be able to do magic. Well, this is InGen, so maybe they were just like, let's see what the monster can do. Hey, Sarge, what do we need to know about this this, uh, bogey road after? Nothing. So, no, so I mean, their their entire plan is the engine's entire plan is to is to have raptors in army fatigues running around, you know, the Middle East doing, sh- <laughs> you know, it's, so it's not. I don't think they're really above just like sacrificing their own troops in the name of just understanding what their weapon can do. On the other hand, they are deliberately trying to capture it before it eats the guests in their money-making park. So maybe tell the strike troopers, tell, have them sign non-disclosure agreements, and then tell them that it can turn invisible, and then send them I out. like the idea that they haven't signed NDAs yet. They work for a secret <laughs> section of like, Jurassic that, World, but no. they're like, just before they go out to... Uh, posting to, on their Instagrams, go catch another <laughs> T-Rex, LOL. Or, or they were sent the literature, and only one guy has actually read it. Yeah. It's just, nobody takes Gary seriously. <laughs> so, Gary's the one guy who's reading the literature. He's the one guy who's So survived. hopefully, when they, go, when they go through Jurassic uh, World 2, 
two and three, and they start looping around. We will the prequel is about the Jurassic World Strike Force. <laughs> just, uh, all about Gary, who's the only one who survives. He's the only one who actually reads the homework. Yeah, he knows anything about dinosaurs <laughs> have guys read at the, all. Have you guys read the manual though? Like, shut up, Gary. <laughs> Nerd, stupid Gary. Shut stupid up, Gary and his books. Let's gear up, guys. The training Weird. programs in which they're like they're they're razzling tiny uh, uh, baby uh, triceratops and yeah. stuff. So <laughs> like steer riding. Like, <laughs> while this happens, uh, in the the guys at Central Command basically cordon off the area the Indominus is out in. But of course, and the in kids no in way decide that they should shut down the park oh, no, they, now they that make, there's a monster loose. They're on like, this there's no way we're shutting down the park because we would never reopen. So oh. the, the super monster we've made. Is just we're just going to cordon off that area. Super but of monster. course, the two idiot boys in their hamster ball. The boys who won't be named on this on this podcast. Who've been listening to Jimmy Fallon uh, tell them about dinosaurs decide to go off roading directly into the path of the Indominus. Do you know what my favorite part about that scene is? Is that uh, that e- even in movie fiction, nobody's interested in what Jimmy Fallon has to say. <laughs> Poor Jimmy Fallon. Um, so they, they, of course, get attacked by the Indominus, and Claire discovers that they're the only two guests who are unaccounted for. So Because, of that, course, they are. So that gives her uh, an impetus to go and get Owen to help her go and collect the boys from wherever they're yeah. off-roading in Indominus territory. Yeah. Which, which, lead, which leads to probably uh, the only emotional scene in the movie, I would say, with any particular punch when, um, when the, the poor Brontosaurus... Has been killed by the Indominus. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's just kind of lying on the ground, like, and he it's... runs to it like it's an old army buddy. He's like, "Yeah." Sh- I like that scene. I thought it was pretty hunting good. for sport. <laughs> yeah. Which okay, let's come back to that hunting for sport later. You remind me because sure. I have some angry I'm, notes I'm about that. I'm making a note about that. Let's should we talk about what uh, what we let's uh, talk about what we. What we liked and what we didn't like about the movie. Well, I think Scott's pretty much covered most. <laughs> you still got a lot of notes oh, left, I'm, I think. I'm only, I'm like through <laughs> page like one. Through. No. Uh, let's have what we liked about the movie first. Yeah, let's say yeah, a little let's bit of some positive, some positive you, know, you know what I like? Dinosaurs. <laughs> no, I definitely like dinosaurs. I, I like, I, I think the conceit of the movie is pretty great. Started, like, the, like, the idea that, like, okay, the park is open, like, you know, this is the perfect way to sort of refresh Jurassic Park and experience Jurassic Park in a way that we never have. The park is open. We get to see all the exhibits. Uh, we get to see, you know, waves and waves of uh, customers going through. And, and we even get to see, and I really love the, this, the, that um, people have become bored with yeah. the park. And, and I, I love the sort of cynical uh, consumerist angle that they sort of told this story from that was uh, the little touches that I kind of I, I like I like that that they they had no backstory as to like how it got to where it was it was just like we just like you know so we know Jurassic Park is like disaster but all of a sudden it's just like nope it's there it's been going for 10 years it's wonderful it's great yep. and they and they just they just just picked it up right then there. there's no like oh well you know thanks to our good buddies Ian Malcolm and blah 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 like all like they did basically did no callbacks essentially except for the you know the odd scene yeah they just let your brain like, fill in the blanks yeah it's just like nope Jurassic uh, World is open it's great and everyone loves it but yeah. they're getting bored so it's like we're not going to explain it we're just going to ask you to yeah. suspend your disbelief that this is a thing this is our baseline you're welcome Carry I, I will say with the if the thing about their the, their customers not being too enamored with the park is that the only the only person that seems to be bored with it is the is the the teenager. Yeah, everyone seems to be everyone else seems to be like they're having a whale packed. on a time. Well, and it's, it's super packed. crowded. Yeah, it's like Disney World on a Saturday, right? 
Yeah. Even even before anything goes wrong, when they do crowd shots, it's full of people. Yeah. So, yeah. but I, somehow guest satisfaction yeah, is that's down. That's going to be my dislike. So that seems like it's it's a that narrative is kind of bonkers. I will backwards. say that one thing I do like is the um, the actualization of the park. Like the park looks like a real theme park. It, yep. I, it's got believable shops. It's got interesting rides. It's got cool exhibits. And I feel like a lot of thought went into the world building for that. And I will give them props for that. The, the set that they built, the, the um, imagination that went into kind of making a believable looking dinosaur theme park was all pretty spot on. Yeah. The Sea World Mosasaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it 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 all it all worked for me. It looked like a believable place that people would go to see dinosaurs. To me, yeah, yeah, I yeah, I give you props there too. I like I like that. Although one one exhibit directly contradicts the first Jurassic Park, the the one with the T Rex. Oh, with the goat it, and the flare. The goat, they put the yeah, they put the goat up in the flare, and they you know that's that was the thing in the first movie that didn't work because the T Rex wants to hunt, right? But for some reason, in this, it, I in guess this part, in her old age, fine. the T Rex is now just content. Hey, she's <laughs> she's pretty domicile wow. after ten years of captivity. Blur. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's Mark. protesters outside the park who are free of the T Rex <laughs> because because here, she's Bob been Parker. living in captivity. I would have yeah. loved to have seen that angle of it actually. Why weren't there protesters? Yeah, it should have been like should Peta should have just been like on the beach. <laughs> it was here, all much here's of the thing though: in real life, people were protesting, like. Oh God! There's a shot of uh, is it Spielberg with the Triceratops, the from the first movie. He was just posing with like the animatronic. Oh right! And someone put it on the internet with like, yeah, they let this Triceratops die, cruelty ah, to animals. No, they didn't. And, <laughs> yes, and there was this an honest to God. No, there was an uh. honest to God like backlash. Would be like, oh yes, cruelty to animals. They killed all these dinosaurs to make this do we, movie. Do we know for sure that that was I'm not sure like that a, was a meme? A, people yeah. are stupid. <laughs> oh, good. Anyway, I feel like. But yeah, there should be protesters against dinosaurs somewhere, right? It would add just a nice little level of, like, 2015-ness. Maybe that'll be a plot in the next movie. Oh, God. Um, So, do we like anything else other than, like, the dinos? (laughs) I like the dinos. I like the T-Rex. That was cool. Conception-wise, I liked the idea of Owen being a behavioral expert brought in to help make the raptors less terrible. Um, yeah, of all the characters there, he was actually there? a decent one. Yeah, like, I but he's he's training them so that they're not just like ruthless killing machines, so that yeah. they're a little better domesticated, I guess you could put it. It and amuses also, me a great deal. That I mean, click also, trained. and also, there's the aspect that the InGen's weapons division wants to use them as trained pack hunters. But I like that conceptually. I also bought yeah. like that makes sense, and it does have the payoff later on. Except that then the Raptors betray everybody and then like triple cross the Indominus like they change sides more than Benedict <laughs> Should have been Arnold in a spy yeah. movie I yeah. guess <laughs> like whose side are they on man yeah. well they are animals and they would be fickle so that doesn't that doesn't necessarily go. bother me too much there you go I, I do I think the the first act of this movie is actually really solid and I I, I think that like the characters are sort of built up very well and and if they had executed on a lot of what they set up later on in the movie, it would have been okay. Like if they had executed on uh, the divorce subplot or or a horny teenager man's subplot, like maybe he uses his horny teenager <laughs> powers to <laughs> subdue one of the raptors. 
<laughs> His horny teenager they, powers is what get them the in trouble in the first place. Well, dinosaurs are all female. I'm just saying. Yeah. The one thing we haven't even mentioned to to just about like kind of like setting up and delivering is that there is a there's always a, there's this this tension and conflict conflict between Owen and Claire because uh, she's like I don't want to go talk to him and stuff like that and, you, and so you kind of get the sense if you'd not the it turns out that they they had had like one date or something like yes. that but somehow fight like an old married couple so I feel like that was kind of like all right if you're gonna fight like they're an old married couple make you know, have maybe they like, should have been an old married like, couple. Like, only have them with old, uh, like a bit of a history as opposed to just like one, like yep. one, one date. One, one date, and then and then it's like, it. oh, I just I can't stand you anymore. Blah 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 blah. Well, like, and that would have been a way to pay off the divorce subplot with the kids. Is if Owen and Claire had if, been if, divorced, if Owen becomes their new dad. No, no, no. <laughs> if Owen no. and Claire had been divorced, and then the movie has them bringing being brought back together, that pays off the kids being concerned that their parents are falling apart. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's maybe the that's perfect fix, Spielbergian yeah. uh, kind of oh, plot line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's uh, so do we dare talk about before we break uh, before the break? Do we dare talk about what we didn't like about the movie? Most oh. of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, that's actually one other thing, if I may, that sure. I did like. Okay. Uh, there's a scene where the CEO Mas- Masrani 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 yeah sounds uh, like Maserati is talking with Evil Doctor Wu and is like, "Why didn't you tell us what was in this monster that we built?" Because even the CEO apparently hadn't been informed what they genetically spliced into the Indominus. And Dr. Wu goes on this really great rant about how, like, nothing there is really real. Like, the dinosaurs don't even look like how they would have looked in nature. Yeah. They look like Hollywood dinosaurs because that's what people wanted to see. And they genetically engineered them to look like that. And I thought that was actually a really smart way to explain why the dinosaurs look like like Hollywood dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was... Actually, a, a really a surprisingly smart little nugget in the movie, which was otherwise kind of brainless in a lot of places. Yeah. But there you go. That so, was one one last thing I, I think deserves a show. Some legitimate science is Evil Doctor Wu has a point. Good Listen job, to Evil Doctor Wu. Wu. <laughs> Are we allowed to talk about what we hate now? Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's uh, let's spend a couple minutes before we take the break on what, okay. what we don't like. Claire. Claire. All everything around Claire is just wrong. First, everyone knows this, and it's it, it hardly needs mentioning. But she spends the entire goddamn movie in a pair of goddamn heels. Yeah, at one point they what? actually at one point they legitimately cut to like hours later, and she still hasn't bothered to change her clothes. Right, like there's an hours long break, and she's still wearing the same muddy yeah. outfit and heels that she was wearing. She agrees at the to go out into the jungle with Owen and her preparation for that is to tie her shirt and roll up her sleeves. I'm ready to go. What? Ugh. But it's the same Awful. thing, that, same thing that, that the dino troopers did too. They just, oh, dinosaurs escape. Let's go roll up my sleeves well, and tie that, my shirt. That, that particular moment when she rolls up her sleeves is just like a comedic beat because she's, she's like this, uh, she's a very stuffy person and ironically in, in, in charge of a nature reserve, right? So it's kind of like this, like, I like that contrast. That's pretty good. And this idea that, like, you know, she's, she's just a like, suit, yeah, she's like, yeah. yeah, she's like, just like, just like, I'm ready to go. Like, the, like, she does something just like ridiculous because she thinks that somehow that makes her more prepared or whatever. I think I, it, oh, it I works. It. Like her character, I actually kind of, I, I, I kind of liked quite a bit because I, I, you know, I think it works for the story that like that, you know, there's this, this really stuffy, uh, you know, uh, corporate person 
who who gets thrown into some you know a world that you know she's that she's ostensibly in charge of but knows nothing about. That's right. Yeah. And I think that's a good contrast that you know and I and I like I, I like uh Owen as the counter to that because he's very much you know knows a lot about uh about the dinosaurs and and raptors and stuff like that and he's very well trained. So they they make they make a good contrast. Now whether their their relationship really has a ton of chemistry, I don't know. I think they both do okay with it. I I agree that it makes a good contrast, but I don't know that the contrast works in this movie because now Owen has to go out and save these two young idiot boys <laughs> while he's carrying around this this now idiot woman. Right? No one knows how to survive except for him, and he's in charge of saving everybody. But he's the alpha. I know. <laughs> That's the other problem I have is that now she now we have this this we start out with this fairly strong female character who's now dependent on a man to save and, her. And to be fair, her character Ugh. arc is the incredibly eye-rollingly tired cliche of a a working girl needs to realize that all she needs in her life for real is kids and a man. <laughs> that is literally her character arc and it sickens me. <laughs> Actually, she, one of the things I really liked, if I can go back for just one thing, one of the moments I really liked is when she finally like, fortifies herself, picks up a gun, and shoots one of the, uh, not pterodactyls, the other, the flying raptor with wings, shoots it off of Owen to save his life. And he stands up and kisses her. I like that moment. She's finally, she's like, steals herself. Yeah, I feel like that to like that whole bit to me, like where she she becomes like a, a a momentary badass, and the fact that at the end of the movie, she's the one who has the crazy idea of opening up the T Rex paddock and setting the T Rex loose on the Indominus. I think like she she arguably does the most badass stuff in the movie. I mean, that's like <laughs> so. I think there's just like a, they they were oh so close to making her a really good female character in yeah. that she in but that they, they she she up. starts out she starts out as sort of a trope and then she could have become something more like the idea like there's a moment uh, it, just after she shoots the pterodactyl in a totally badass way where for some reason the two boys are enamored with Chris Pratt, even though he had really not done nothing other than almost get eaten by a pterodactyl, right? That's true. And for some reason, they're like, we want to go with him. We don't feel safe with you. I was like, what? He just, she just, yeah, shot she just the- saved his life. I thought that was a good, opp- good opportunity. Like, you know, if, if the boys had, had um, more prior contact with Chris Pratt, there would have, could have been a great, turn there where suddenly the boys realize that their aunt is the is the actual badass alpha male think, whatever kind of thing and, yeah and i think that's kind of where it kind of plays into like these these tropes that the movie kind of like pulls out like the bumbling guard and mm-hmm. then the the woman who the female he's like oh i just need family and a man yeah. and like you know chris pratt's own is just he's you know he's the most he's interesting man in the world basically he's just he's the navy guy training 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 the raptors uh, working on a motorbike in the heat when he's on his off days. Yeah. Uh, got my grizzly beard. Uh, he has cool pro- special profici- abilities. Proficient with firearms, right? All the other stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back so to the Nita things we don't like. Nita yeah. did not like Claire. I did yeah. not like Claire. Her character just seems so... She she almost worked for me, and I think that's I think that's kind of like a lot of stuff in this movie is like is that it 
almost worked. Like the boys almost worked. The you know the engine plot almost worked. Like it was because all you know pretty average. <laughs> it part feels of the like problem, it's trying and then it just kind of fails. <laughs> not only that, it feels like it's because the movie is a little bloated and the movie is long. Yeah, probably too long, and it's trying to follow too much. Yeah, and. I think that that's a problem that we will likely be fixing when the we next uh, half. when we get to the next half. Yes. Yeah. Should, well, should we take a break now and uh, get to our fixes? Uh, I can't argue with that professional segue. Okay, sounds good. We'll take a break and we'll be right back with fixes for Jurassic World. <laughs> We have learned more in the past decade from genetics than a century of digging up bones. A whole new frontier has opened up. We have our first genetically modified hybrid. We just went and made a new dinosaur? Probably not a good idea. Welcome back. I have some notes. We're gonna we're talking about Jurassic World here tonight. And now we're gonna talk about uh, what we liked about the movie, what we did like about the movie, which is much. For some of us. And we just like dinos for the rest of us. I like dinos. <laughs> uh, but let's see what we can do to, to fix this movie to make it worthy of uh, of it be of its $1.75 gajillion. And uh, yeah, so let's go around the table. Um, we'll start with we'll start with Scott because he's got uh, the most notes on how he would make this a much better, better. Well, movie. and I really right. like his fix. Oh, okay. We, we were talking about it earlier. I really like Scott's We, we discussed a little bit about what we would do. Well, I, I mentioned toward the end of the uh, first act of the podcast yes. that the movie's too long. And one way to save like 20 minutes of movie, get rid of the kids. Don't need them. They are largely superfluous to what's going on. And they serve only mostly to get Claire and Owen out in the park. And there's a better way to do that. And that is to have the in-gen arms division plot be the more important plot to the story. And the way you do yeah. that is you have Hoskins and the CEO show up and Hoskins is the CEO just wants to check on the park. Hoskins is being super seedy and then goes away after butting heads with big dog and Owen over the Raptors. And then they realize that he's working on a secret project that Claire and Owen and the CEO did not know about. And that's what the Indominus Rex is. It is a secret weapon that InGen has been working on. Ah. So Owen and Claire go to investigate and get there in time for something to go wrong and the super smart half-raptor Indominus Rex to get out. And then they're already trapped out in the park dealing with a giant monster while the CEO is back at Central Command trying to keep things under control until he gives Hoskins the okay to bring in his Black Ops military team and his Velociraptors. <laughs> and then the last part of the movie plays out roughly the same, just without the boys, because they're, again, not in any way needed. You have <laughs> Owen, you have Claire, you have Velociraptors, you have an Indominus Rex. You still that, have your big dinosaur fight, but you've gotten rid of the dead weight. I think that play that plays up like the uh, like yeah, like the in-gen military plot, which is sort of like it seems like it's there and it seems like it's 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 well, the, that, that the dominant feels, plot. But. That feels like the plot they wanted to be the dominant plot, but it's so watered down by everything else going on in the movie. Yeah. So you you get rid of the unnecessary kids and their unnecessary plot. It also gets rid of Claire's stupid character arc. Sorry about that. I accidentally bumped the microphone. You get rid of Claire's stupid character arc and you can build something a little meatier around her 
becoming more confident and capable alongside Owen. Um, and you like clearly the InGen plot is also what they want to build into the sequels. So it gives that more meat as well because they kept evil Dr. Wu alive True. so that he can build more monsters, presumably for Jurassic World 2. So that, that gets more meat as well. So my main fix is get rid of the kids, focus more on Claire and Owen, and focus more on the in on the InGen Black Ops plot. Would you accept having the kids being extra bratty and then having them get rid of is actually just they're eaten? I would rather they get eaten <laughs> Ooh, than, than Claire's. I would rather <laughs> but they're th- really bratty. I would rather <laughs> no one likes them. I would rather them have been eaten than Zara, Claire's assistant, uh. <laughs> because she was actually not deserving of that. Yeah. Fate. So where's Zara? She yeah, she spends about like ten minutes. Getting yeah, she, she gets she gets in like a ridiculous gets, death scene, undeserved. Yeah, she gets treated character. very poorly by the by both the boys in the original version of the movie. Yeah, they, they ditch her, and, and then and then the moment that she finally catches back up to them, she gets eaten by like six monsters, <laughs> and it's just unnecessary. Yeah, she's a, she's attacked by a pterodactyl, she's carried over, and then she's chomped up by the Mosasaurus. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah like, the second part, it was like, she, like She's dunked what? in the tank, and she's swooped at, and she's stabbed, and she's grabbed, and she's bitten, and then she's chomped. All for what? Doing her job and having like two lines in the whole movie. Yeah, unnecessary. <laughs> and nobody sheds a tear over her afterwards. Except for presumably I do, her I, fiance, I, she does mention at one point in the movie that she's <laughs> that she's engaged and and prepping all, for her. Wedding. Also dark. Yep. Well, but, uh, let but me anyway. let me push back a little bit on the idea of getting rid of the kids. Okay. Because they do serve a fairly important purpose, uh, which is, I mean, the whole idea of the movie is that the Jurassic Park is, uh, has been opened, and the kids are our way into that park and our way of experiencing the wonderment of Jurassic World that is fully realized. I would counter that by saying that we could still get the introduction to the park through the CEO coming to visit. And it, that especially hits home if you really want to hit the, the, the park has been open so long that people are getting kind of meh about it because he's seeing it through eyes that are a little more jaded. Like this is just the park running. As opposed to, wow, dinosaurs. Though I, I get that the idea for the movie from the audience wants the See, audience there, to be there, like, wow, dinosaurs. I guess there's that conflict too, right? Of, of like, you're, you're, you, you, want, you, want to, you want to have that anchor point where it's like, so the audience to experience the wonderment of Jurassic World. Yeah. So, you're, so, so you're having that because, because you want us, the movie audience, to experience that. But then you all, but then... Not only that, but you want, you want the audience to, to uh, experience the park... Uh, because guys. because yeah. when it goes wrong, it feels that much more tragic, right? Yeah, but there, I'm I'm willing to grant that, but I would say that there must be a better way to execute than they did in the movie because the kids serve that purpose for about twenty five minutes and then are just kind of there. Yeah, I think partly part of how you do that is 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 increase um, Claire's relationship with the boys because she spends pretty much. Well, the first half of the movie, she just she well, only she talks to them on the phone twice, I yeah, think, yeah. right? Yeah, so she meets we, them in person once and then hey tries guys. to phone them later. Uh, later. Yeah, and and that so there's no there's no rapport there, and 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 really like uh, Claire's only uh, reason for wanting for trying to find the boys outside of the fact that she's related to them, but like like mainly she feels guilty that she just like let left them alone yeah it, almost in the original version of the movie her motivation for wanting to find the boys safely is more because she's 
comes across as more that she's concerned that her sister would blame her for anything that went yeah. badly for yeah. the kids. So she does like, boys not, getting eaten not, by dinosaurs. Not out of <laughs> genuine concern for the boys, exactly. but how that would reflect on her. So like, that, it like, comes across that way. Yeah, so in the in the end when, you know, she does save them, it doesn't it doesn't have the impact that it should because she doesn't really have the relationship with the boys that we actually care about, right? I mean, they get yeah. like the 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 boys to me, like I think you're right. I, I don't think you're wrong in necessarily like jettisoning them because they are the central part of the movie that doesn't work for me, right? And and so I get the like I agree with your instinct to just be like, well, fuck them, we'll get rid of them, and that'll be and that'll be that. But I I, I feel like there's a way of 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 keeping them in there and and and, and um, tying them more to the central characters. Uh, like you know, have like I said, increasing the relationship with Claire, and then we can get rid of some other characters. Like my 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 main person that I would jettison, I think I said in the first half, was the CEO. I would get rid of him because you don't really need him because you can take whatever he was and just roll it into Claire. Uh, and but you could also uh, take parts of his evil side and just roll that into Vincent D'Onofrio into character. evil kingpin. That's right, <laughs> evil kingpin. So then he be- then then Vincent D'Onofrio is just basically like the central engine force in the movie, and 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 becomes more the central villain. Whereas the way it is now, it feels like there's three. It feels like the CEO is kind of a villain because he screwed up so bad asking for a much crazier scarier monster then there's dr Wu, who ends up being a villain and then there's vincent d'onofrio and i i think any movie that has more d'onofrio on screen is probably going to be better for it it's true i i still think very strongly that the indominus rex should be like a secret military project though that owen and claire find out about Yep. Not, not. Yep. Hey, we made a super monster as an attraction for kids. Instead, oh shit, you made a super monster behind our backs on our on our theme park island and did not tell us. That actually makes Hoskins more villainous. Yeah, yeah. And and the fact that they were then knowingly potentially putting the park in danger, which is just like insane. As opposed to, eh, we made a super monster and decided to show it to kids, which is dumb like it just seems real dumb <laughs> could be, yeah. when there when there are plenty of other dinosaurs that they could have cloned before they got to that and i think even if he if he did that as well and even kind of you could even tie and kind of loop that into uh like uh back to claire as well because you know claire is is looking at you know the revenue side and the business side and how do we get people like to do all this stuff but then all of a sudden she finds out that it's like oh yeah by the way we had this secret project because we're getting x amount of dollars from like the you know from the military or whatever and you know, kind of that could be like her character arc, which is like, well, hey, a second, like she was all about money, but now all of a sudden there's this other thing that's generating all this money that she's not cool with. Mm-hmm. And that would have been interesting because because the the human the potential human cost. Yeah, she starts seeing the park as people and animals as opposed to figures and dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there isn't really that, that kind that... of moment in the movie now where she has that sort of like aha moment i care about people mostly it's just like i feel guilty that my that my oh, my sister's gonna, boys are, are running bug, around uh, like, again, she Christmas. does not seem to care that her assistant got super murdered by dinosaurs <laughs> no because so. she like she kisses chris pratt like <laughs> literally right after that yep i don't think she even found out that zara <laughs> no, got super no, murdered no. i don't she think may, the boys ever mentioned it to her she may not because <laughs> they don't care they really don't uh anita Changes. Uh, I my changes aren't so drastic as Scott because I found this movie to be so bad it was good. 
Um, I would I would just alter the characters a little bit and make them a little less tropey and a little less cliched and make them a little more likable. Yeah, likable. <laughs> we as we were watching it for this second time just recently, like everybody's an asshole in this movie. We really only need a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need we need so Evil Kingpin to be an asshole because he is obviously our bad guy. Yeah. And I'm willing to abide by Chris Pratt's Owen being a little bit of an yeah, asshole because he needs to have a bit of swagger. I'm yeah, with like that. like swagger asshole, not like all out asshole. The the kids, the oh, the teenager does not need to be an asshole. He can be a moody teenager without being a dick. Yeah, <laughs> right. I would just yeah tweak them a little, make them a little more, and put Claire and, in some sensible shoes. Please. For the love of God, those heels pissed me off the whole movie. Hey, Aunt Claire, in, our, in this old Jeep we found with the Jurassic Park, we found uh, some Timberlands on here. Here you go. Hey! There's one moment with the two boys that really bugged me, which I thought was an easy fix, was the the little boy who was really excited about Jurassic Park and just running around Dino constantly boy. with a Dino Boy. Dino, <laughs> yeah. boy. Dino boy is really happy, and he seems he seems like he's enjoying himself. And then, for some reason... Uh, we visit Claire and Owen, I think, and then we come right back to the boy, and suddenly, for no reason, he's sad because his parents are getting a divorce. And I'm like, where did that come from? First of all, why, why was he, why was he completely content and happy in the previous scenes, and now not? When you already have a moody character who, in the older, like yeah, horny the boy, teenager, like he, he, he should have been the person who knew. About the, the divorce and told the little boy or whatever, and you know because the little boy would be like, "Why are you, why are you such a moody douche?" And you know, and then he it can... almost it almost seems like they've got all these different threads, they've got all these different like plot points and character threads and characteristics, and like yeah, like it needs you could you could actually just shuffle these things around and put them in different orders and actually get a better movie, as opposed to having like yeah, like having you know with with the with with the boys, the idiot boys. You know, one you have one being super duper excited at where he is. The other one's like kind of like, oh gosh, this impending doom of yeah. what's going to happen at home, as opposed to saying super excited to, oh, uh, now I'm kind of bummed about mom and dad. To you know, the jerk jerk, right? jerk boy being, oh, I hate my girlfriend. To miss my girlfriend. Oh, look, girls over there. Hey, girls I miss over there. My girlfriend. Like it's just like it's just lots of like randomness that kind yeah. of seems to happen. Yeah, that's what I mean. Consistent characters. Yeah, yeah. Tight, tighten up your characters. Give them some better relationships. Yeah. Right? The whole Claire Owen, we dated once, uh, and now we're going to fall in... You don't even need a romantic subplot there at all. Yeah. You really don't. It is unnecessary. The the other thing with the, with the boys is that, like, their this divorce plot doesn't really marry to anything else that's going on in the yeah. movie. Yeah. It's just kind of why it gets forgotten about right yeah, yeah. Like, so at why least even it, have it in there like at least if they were like if their parents had died or something like that and and the whole point was for them to receive new parents and claire and and and, and uh whatever the other dude's and name owen. was owen for them to become a surrogate family as yeah. it were yeah yeah then at least that would make somewhat sad i guess it, i mean it'd be a little bit dark but you know something like that you know maybe they maybe they live with their with their grandma and grandpa who are stuffy and crabby and they don't like them or something i don't know mm. there, there was a a better way to execute on the kids i think we can agree on that. yeah yes very much so. but that doesn't be- but that doesn't necessarily solve the problem of what do the kids do 
in the back half of the movie. Because at the moment, they are just they're, they're there. Yeah. Like, I, I, I agree with the idea that they, they might be necessary for us to see the park for the first part of the movie functioning. Um, and see it through their innocent eyes of wonder, but they still need something to do in the back half of the movie, other than just be rescued, be rescued, and then tag along. Isn't that what um, the original kids do? No, Park? Lex helps them. Get oh, a that's right. Center she does. With her computer yeah, skills. that's right. That's true. All these kids and do Tim, is and Tim because, is knowledgeable about because dinosaurs. it's a Unix system. That's right. That's I right. know this. <laughs> but the kids do have a do have a purpose in the movie. Plus, they do serve Grant's character arc as well. Yes, much more strongly than the boys serve really Claire's character arc. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Right. That whole woman needs yeah, family to be happy. Is it? It almost you. Well, you could almost make an argument that they they maybe. Almost like added the kids as like as like later on. It's kind of like they had this movie made. And it's like and they were like, oh, well, well we need some kids because the first movie kids. had some kids. Yeah, it's kind of like let's just kind of plop them yeah. in there. It's kind of like they took the original uh, Jurassic Park and just uh, turned it up to eleven. <laughs> well, they kind of like yeah. <laughs> what's that? What's that? Uh, that uh, old uh, tabletop game with the vibrating thing or whatever? Is it, what was it called? Oh, I know what this is. <laughs> I can, it's like like the you put the pieces in, and then eventually it would just like pop up and all the perfection. Pieces. Perfection, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that. It's like it's like they took the original movie and just like let perfection pop, and then all the little, <laughs> all the little story beats went all over the place, and they were like, "That's where they are now." Like, Yay, we made a movie, everybody! <laughs> oh, yeah. The kids are a real stumbling block, apparently. Yeah, I should really under, I should really make sure I understand the names of my metaphors before I start them. <laughs> But it's, it's, it seems neat, like that that would be like the one big fix. If you can fix the kids, it might you, fix the you, movie. Yeah, you fix the kids, it seems to fix the movie. I think, and I think even you know even the, that you know some of us are a little more like yeah, it's dinosaurs, it's all good. I think yeah, that makes you if you if you tighten them up, you actually you can it solves a lot of other problems. I will I will kind of add though that I think it makes sense to kind of I think tighten the, you know tighten the kids, but also tighten up who's the villain. Again, elevate the in-gen weapons division. Yeah. yeah. So, or even mm-hmm. like, yeah, like some, like one of my notes was that instead of having Vincent D'Onofrio being like the vice president of in-gen security, because I think, I think the whole, the, the whole where in-gen fits into this universe, if you've forgotten or you're fresh into this, because you had not seen Jurassic Park, you'd not know like what's an in-gen, like what's all that. I don't know. Okay. This is the company that runs the thing. So like making, making him like the evil vice president to, um, you know, Mizrani's, you know, Really, really fun-loving. You know, oh, I just want a good, good, good ride, good spare adventure. Spare no expense. Yeah, spare no expense. Having him being kind of like the kind of like the evil, <laughs> dastardly, snarly whiplash, or whatever, whatever phrase. Well, <laughs> He's the Grima worm tongue. To... Yeah, exactly. But give give, give him like a, a bigger, b- bigger and better title so that you know, so he's really is like he's he's a he's a he's a viable, visible threat right but, from the start. Uh, the the slight flaw there is that they did that in the Lost World. Because the villain there is the vice president of Inge. Oh, is he? Okay. Who is, See, who is the scheming, muah, snidely whiplash guy who brings a dinosaur to Los Angeles, okay. wherever they land. Uh, See, having not seen Jurassic and then two gets, in like a thousand years. I believe, eaten, probably. I don't remember how that would be. <laughs> probably. Ends. That seems to be But the So I can see why they maybe wanted to not just have it be the evil vice president. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Technically, I guess he was an evil vice president because he was in charge of a division of Inge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Still. The evil C-executive, C-suite executive. <laughs> They're the worst. 
Uh, if we take a look at uh, some of the comments we got uh, on our social media channels, which you can find, and I have some notes on Facebook and Instagram and uh, the Twitters, uh, we put this question out to you, and most of the comments we came back mostly had to do with Claire and her footwear. Oh, um, how do you expect to outrun an animal that can canonically <laughs> run 32 <laughs> miles per hour yeah. in a pair of high heels? Uh, Andrew says, I, I like... They even do a close-up of her feet as she runs... Sorry, this this pisses me off a lot. One, I love this movie and I hate scene, that part. If you look closely, like she's clearly running without heels, like they've given her flats so that she can actually run. So she's not skipping around. Yeah, uh, and then they're then she's back in high heels oh, for the yeah. hero shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Andrea says, "I like Jurassic World. I didn't love the way it made. Uh, I didn't love it in, in the way I, that um, I madly loved madly of Jurassic Park." But I didn't understand why a lot of people were so mad about it. Yeah, the high heels thing was silly, but most movies are way worse about the female characters, so I didn't really care. Hey, just you know, let's... Whoa, hold on. Just because other movies are treat their female characters worse does not mean this movie doesn't treat Claire badly. That is, that is lowering your standards and expectations. This is not normal. <laughs> but she was in charge of the park. Anyway. Um, and she rolled up her sleeve nice and high. To be, fa- um, to be fair, in Hollywood, this is totally normal. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stephanie says, the goddamn high heels. Echoing uh, Anita's uh, uh, Thank passion. you. It wouldn't work. The heels would have snapped running from the T-Rex, let alone all the other activities she was walking, ankles would have she's walking snapped around in mud sake. most of the it time. It cheapened her character. I don't like that it was meant to be a sticking point between the two, uh, the two of the MCs. Grrr. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. So, let's, 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 okay. Three changes. Uh, improve the kids. Tighten up your villains. And give Clary some decent footwear. Yeah, they seem to be the three main. Fixes. Even if at some point it's like, oh hey, I'm gonna go in adventure mode. I can't wear these shoes. Oh, and give me your spare of you know motorcycle your, your boots, spare army boots, yeah. yeah, or something. Their feet are not the same size. You don't know. Chris Pratt might have really small. Feet. Maybe the he dino, might have tiny girl Maybe feet. maybe the Dino Troopers have uh, <laughs> spare boots. She well, can they, just, they she a locker full of stuff. She can pull a pair of boots off of someone who's been Velociraptor. <laughs> well, as. As Scott pointed out, at, at one point it is daytime, and then the next scene it is nighttime. Like, so there have clearly, like, several hours have likely passed between these two scenes in which she could have changed her clothes. Nope. Heels all day. I Something Fuck else you, we movie. actually thought of is uh, there's a scene where it shows, like, just, just before the birds all get out. Uh, there's a scene where all of the park guests are just like sitting in Disney Square, like in the heat. Why did the park not just lie to them and send them back to their hotels? Like there is a storm, <laughs> there is inclement weather, the park is closed for emergency conditions. Please go back to your hotel. Because you know what the Indominus Rex is probably not going to be doing? Stalking through the hallways of the hotels. So you've just Trying saved everybody. And nobody needs to be the wiser that there's a giant murder beast on the loose. <laughs> like you don't need to close the park to get people to safety is what we're saying. Two beeps for, for, for monster beast. <laughs> I just, so I just thought of something, another fix that could have saved the whole shoes thing is that if some shoe company would have done kind of like a back to the future two thing where it's like using it as a platform <laughs> to launch this like next generation shoe for, so you can have for the adventurous executive woman, you have running heels, running heels that like when you need to outrun a dinosaur converts into a nice little uh, collapsible heels, collapsible sneakers, heels that sneaker heels to flats. <laughs> You're welcome. By Nike. And By that, Nike. And that goes along with our spinoff movie about Gary, the, yes. park, the park strike team member yeah. who, 
who is the one guy who read the literature and survives every encounter with a dinosaur. I like it. Coming soon in Jurassic <laughs> World 5. Prequels. Dino, right. dino troopers. Dino More comments? Uh, that was pretty much all the comments. Uh, Lots of complaining about the heels. Is it? No one, everyone hates the heels. Uh, last, uh, any last thoughts uh, before we wrap it up? Mm, no. Are we excited for Jurassic World 2? Mm. I don't know. Is ah. there going to be more Pratt keeping in it? Cause I don't know. Probably. Like You're probably just going to get another, like a movie that's basically, you know, Jurassic Park 2 and 3. So, mm. I don't know. I... <laughs> doesn't seem a lot Jurassic World's kind of like a small world you know it's it, like our Jurassic Park the the franchise is is a pretty small thing like it just uh, there's not a lot of room for expansion no it, it it's ultimately going to lead to a dino apocalypse like Jurassic World is going to be earth at some point Ooh, we should have like Dr. Wu's going to evil Dr. Wu's <laughs> going to unleash just dinosaurs across the earth it's going to be like Mad Max with dinosaurs by nice. the third movie. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of like a, a, a Planet of the Apes arc. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> D- where dinosaurs retake the Earth. That's basically that's obviously the trajectory of this franchise. Like <laughs> I can't be the only one seeing until it. Gary and his new strike team get formed, full of all the people. Well, who've Gary done will work. be there with Owen and Claire with their collapsible heels, <laughs> fighting fighting the dinosaurs in, in their, the Mad Max dinosaur in their, in their, future. I like their, it. In their hamster balls. In uh, their hamster balls let, with Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon cheering them on. I would watch that movie. You're welcome. Uh, thanks uh, for spending uh, some time with us uh, today. Uh, we hope you liked the podcast. Uh, if you did love it, uh, read, leave us a review uh, in iTunes or Google Play. And share the episode with all your friends and family who really like it. Uh, give us a follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at I Have Some Notes. Also, check out the subreddit Fixing Movies where we post this podcast and also, there's also some nice little fixing movie stuff. If this is something that's your jam, um, Scott, Anita, where can people find you? Around. Around. Around the internet. <laughs> I'm stay-at-home daddy right now. So. <laughs> Pop over to Scott's house. We'll be home on Thursday if you'd like to come by for coffee. <laughs> Greg, where can people find you? Um, I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> Greg underscore Beaver. That's G R E G G underscore B E V E R on Twitter. At uh, and uh, that's pretty much it. Where you can find me. Other than that, I'm on the uh, uh, the Facebook pages. So the I have I have some notes Facebook page and the Twitter page and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So you can contact us through there as well. Yeah, we've got. The, we also have again a little. Uh, if you want to have a discussion about Wonder Woman, there's also something going on there as well. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm uh, the Colinium on Instagram. On Twitter, Colin in Edmonton. So hit me up there if you want to, to uh, you know, say, what are you guys doing? You'd be like, hey, we're having a podcast. Hey, <laughs> we're having a podcast. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, what's the next movie? Do we know what movie we're doing next? I, I, well, I'm hesitant to say because I don't, I'm not for sure. For it's, sure. it's one of two things, but it's dependent on oh. schedules, which one happens if first. You, if you have suggestions for movies you'd like us to do on the podcast, we would uh, love to hear them. Just leave those uh, on the Facebook page or Instagram or wherever. One of those channels, we'd love to hear it. And, uh, Send you know, tweets. We'll fix your Send movie tweets for that. that. We'll, we'll fix your movie for <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Call us first yeah. before we don't, we don't have to have these problems listening Warner Brothers yeah yeah thanks for listening keep watching the skies